Hi guys, welcome to Jesse's Place Podcast Season 3. This is still a safe space where I, your resident realtor, discuss business tips, mom life, healing, empowerment, and everything in between. I'm not just your resident real estate agent, I'm here to provide you with resources and ideas to help you level up in every area of your life. And of course, I'm from Brooklyn, East New York, and if you know, you know. Now let's get into it. Hi guys, welcome to an all new episode of Jesse's Place Podcast. I want to thank every one of you for tuning in each and every single week and keeping me motivated to keep bringing you more content, more topics. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about buy you a drink, okay? Send them a drink. And before we get into the topic, obviously, I want to give a huge shout out to my audience demographic globally, Singapore, who is has not only been on the check-in since almost uh, halfway through the second season and well into this third season, but they are uh, expanding. So the audience demographic is expanding in Singapore. So I want to give a big shout out to everyone who's tuning in in Singapore. What are you most like enjoying? I don't even understand how it's possible, but I want to say thank you to that. Always want to give a shout out to a new and larger audience demographic. So big shout outs to you. Because who would have thought, who would have knew a girl from Brooklyn, East New York, has a globally listened to podcast. But I do. So if there's something out there that you want to do, go ahead and do it. Now, without further ado, I really wanted to get into this topic. And the person that I had this conversation with that kicked off the idea for this topic, um, that person, probably, they might kill me. But this is a story that I feel needs to be told. So... The topic is buy you a drink, send them a drink. (laughs) And the story goes that set off this conversation for me. So this person goes into a bar, scopes the bar out. Mind you, this person is single. This person is there with a friend, goes out to a goes out to a bar and scopes the scene. You know, when you usually walk into a bar, you kind of like scope the bar area you kind of scope you know like the crowd and see who's in there um typically it's not a lot of people in there uh during this pandemic (laughs) but we have seen some places where the bars are packed but anyway so the person tells me that they go into the bar they're you know they scope the area peep the scene and whatnot and they notice that there's a gentleman at the bar buying everyone drinks so sure enough, as the night progresses, um, this gentleman who's buying people drinks makes his way to her and sends her a drink. So she was completely turned off. Her her reasoning behind it was that, oh, he's buying everyone a drink. You know, who does he you know, who does he think he is? Who does he think I am? I'm not like that. I don't want a, a guy that's buying everyone a drink at the bar to buy me a drink. Now, I listened to this story and I was like, okay, you know, you got a point, you know, what's for you is for you. What's for them is for them. That's fine. You have a point. But, and, I, and I've set this conversation, um, I've set this story to other people just to like hear their feedback. So my, so in breaking down that conversation with her, my first reaction was, 
hmm, did you ever wonder, like, why he's buying everyone drinks? Or maybe he's socially awkward. Maybe he, you know, is coming out of a long-term relationship or a short-term relationship. And he's lost his swag. And he feels that maybe um, this is the only way that other people would be interested in him. Right? I mean, or it could be that, you know, he's a a show-off. And he wants to show that he has tons of money. And he could afford to buy every single person a drink at the bar. Or maybe that's his interpretation of being kind to people. So in saying that, so I let her go off and tell me the reasons why it was just such a put off for this guy to be sending her and everyone else drinks. And I flipped it on her because I had a situation back back in the day where I was put off by a certain certain things that certain people did. And I was told, well, flip that. You know, what could that mean? So I did the same thing with her. And I said, well, flip that. You know, what could that mean? Why didn't you let that lead to a conversation because hey he could have either proved you right or proved you wrong or he could just become a friend right and you never know who he knows even if you weren't attracted to him even if um you know your first encounter with him was just like ugh, not your cup of tea right he could be the person to introduce you to the love of your life what if he knows the person that you're supposed to be with right through either friendship through family or maybe someone that he works with, you never know who other people are connected to. And especially, and you know, I don't want to keep bringing it up, but everyone knows that I'm a real estate agent. And as a real estate agent, you know, right? If you know, you know, you know that as a real estate agent, it just takes one person to change the course of your career. And I think that that applies to your life as well. It just takes one person to see something in you or you to see something in one person and then your whole life changes. If someone would have told me all those many years ago that I would be with the man that I'm with now and that we would be married with children, I would have said, even in already knowing him, meeting him, dating him, I would have still said, nah, that's impossible, right? But when my mind and my ideas and my growth started to change, the way that I looked at people and received people, even the people in my life or people that I was just meeting superficially, those ideas started to change. So I told her, I said, you know, you could be blocking your blessings right now (laughs) by being a judgy McJudgy. (laughs) Clearly, I had a good time having this conversation, right, guys? So... You know, I was telling her, I was like, you know, you could be blocking your blessings by being, you know, such judgmental of this guy. Instead of breaking down, he might learn something from you. You might learn something from him. So instead of like breaking down the fact that he's sitting around and sending everyone drinks and basically moving on from one girl to the next, why not open up the idea to have the conversation? Like, dude, bro, why are you out here? sending every single girl you know a drink you know is it because you want to meet people is it because that one is turning you down so you move on to the next what is your strategic game plan here or maybe you don't have one and who knows maybe maybe you know someone if you're not interested in him maybe you know someone who might like him or maybe he works in some in a field that you want to be in and that could be someone that you can have a connection with in that way I think the bigger picture for me 
and having this conversation with her is the fact that she's still single, has been single for, I, I hate to blow up your spot, you know, I love you, I know you listen each and every week to a new podcast episode, so you know I'm talking about you and I love you, and I don't want you to hate me, but I gotta say this, she's been single for five years, you know, five years, going on six years, and it has been rough out here in these streets to meet someone to have a long-term um relationship with and another thing among my peers that I realized um you know obviously I've I've made it known a bazillion times that I had turned 40 recently and you know I'm on the other side of of that spectrum you know I am married I do have children so you know I am a little biased because I can go home and be like, oh, wow, you know, life is good here. You know what I mean? Like, I can do whatever I want <laughs> when it comes to that. You know, I'm not out here in the streets struggling to make connections with someone that I want to be with. You know, it's I, I've been so blessed. So I know that for them, they're like, the response that I get from my, my, one, my female peers who are single is that one of that, oh, there are too many options nowadays. You know, people are doing too much. You know, there's too, there's social media ruins everything and everything's out there for everyone to see. And I think that what would your mindset be if you flipped that? Because it can't be that there are women on social media who are doing the craziest things that you could think of, you know, and they all seem to have, a, you know, men attracted to them. They all seem to be, you know, either be in relationships or, you know, I'm just saying that. I've always felt that there's someone for everyone. And and just because we have uh we are in a social media generation and there you know one might say there are too many options, I don't believe that. I don't believe that because there are so many options and so many dating apps and so many you know the hookup the hookup era, the hookup mentality. Everyone's seen the Tinder date, right? This is not a sponsored a podcast episode by Netflix, but hey, Netflix, if you want me to throw you out there and, and name drop, call me <laughs> and pay me. <laughs> but yeah, like what I'm saying is that, okay, let's just say, let's just say, um, you know, your Achilles heel right now is the fact that there are too many options on social media, right? What if, what if, what if you flip that? What if you flip that and you said, oh, wait, it's great that there are so many options on social media. And, you know, guys are going to be doing what they're going to be doing. Women are going to be doing what they're doing. You know, however you identify, whatever your gender binary, whatever, whatever your norms are, however you identify as a person. It, what if you flipped the idea? What if you said, wow, since there are so many um, uh, choices out there, it's going to be easy for me to find something because I'm a true believer that you get what you're looking for. So if you are not confident and if you are not self-secure, you're going to be attracting the same thing to you because your body language, your aura, your energy doesn't hide that. And, you know, I've always told this to my peers too. Like, no matter where I go, I can tell who's attracted to me. I can tell the power that my presence has over people based on the way that I'm carrying myself. If I'm feeling like shit, if I'm feeling like, you know, gosh, I don't have my shit together, you know, my life is in shambles, or 
I'm dealing with debt or I'm dealing with, uh, you know, work issues or I'm dealing with career issues or I'm dealing with, you know, family issues. And if I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve, I'm going to attract more of that. Right. But if I'm sitting in my true confidence and if I'm sitting in my true self and I know that my power is me, I attract that. People, people flock to me. They want to know who I am. They want to know what I do. I can walk into rooms and people will tell me, what do you do for a living? Like, you know, what is it? That, you know, who are you? You know, and and I've been told that on more than one occasion, but that's only when I've been confident in myself. And I'm not talking about fronting, faking it till you make it. I'm not talking about, you know, um, putting on a facade. No, I'm talking about like, you know, when you're having a good day and you can exude that positive energy. And it's a difference between being cocky and confident. And people who are afraid of your power are going to be like, you think you all that, you know, you think, you know, you think you're better than everybody. No, I'm confident today. Don't get it twisted. You know, for two weeks straight, I was feeling like shit. (laughs) So what I'm saying is that if you, it's definitely more, what I'm saying more is that if you are able to manifest the person that you want to be, you're going to attract what you want regardless. So what I told her was that, okay, great. You know, you have such a big opinion about this guy sending you a drink and sending everyone a drink. What would happen if you did that? What if it, what if you flipped it, right? What if you felt like you were the person who had all of the choices, right? What if you looked at the world like if the world was your oyster, you could get any guy that you wanted, that you could get the style of man that you wanted to attract by being the kind of person that you wanted to attract. Because I always say, and I've always said to my peers, like, well, are you in a position to ask for the kind of man that you want? Or even to guys, are you in the kind of position for asking for the kind of girl that you want? Because let's flip this. My male peers who are single, which there are many, a lot of the things that I hear from them is the same thing. Oh, these girls got too many options. They only want one thing. If you're not spending money, if you're not taking care of them, you know, it's a dub, you know. Um, what was the, what was the, one of the things that they told me, um, if, if I don't got no bread, they don't want my wiener, like a hot dog joke. That was so funny, (laughs) but, but you know, but it's true because why, but think about that mentality. I was raised in a household with my grandmother where my grandfather took care of everything. Okay. He came home, gave her money. She paid the bills. He went out there got the bacon, brought it home. And, you know, she would always be like, my money is my money. (laughs) And he has to take care of the household. You know, she was a stay at home. She didn't work. And that was the norm. But then I also have my mom who is a always worked. I never saw my mother. I never saw her not working. But she also had a man who worked. And he took care of the household too. So there was always that duality that I saw. I saw the best of both worlds. So I always knew that in my relationship, my man had to be able to take care of me. Anyone that I'm dealing with has to be able to take care of me. Even though, even though I'm going to make sure that I find the means to provide as well. So when I'm listening to my male peers who are saying, yeah, girls, you know, you know, why don't you girls, you know, why, you know, they, they just want one thing, but I was like, blah. I'm like, well, why don't you flip that? 
and see if there's a reason behind the wanting you know can they bring the same thing to the table can they provide for you too do they want because being a stay-at-home mom is a full-time freaking job i don't care what anyone says right um you know will they will they earn that and would they give back to you right so it's like you know guys they have their um they identify to me what their um, Achilles heels are about the fact that, you know, women want all these things, but what are they willing to do? Well, then have that conversation, right? And then send them a drink, buy them a drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have that conversation. So, you know, what I was telling her also was that, you know, yes, I get it that we have a lifestyle, a, a generation where, you know, we have all of these apps where you can find someone and hook up and casual dating. There's a lot of casual dating going on and not enough commitment. And I understand that. I, you know, thankfully did not have to ever go on a dating app to uh, meet someone. Uh, I mean, unless you count, what was it? The the websites back in the day. Um, I don't know if this could be counted though. Mi gente, we're mi gente.com. Oh, I'm throwing, I'm throwing it back. That was M-I-G-E-N-T-E dot com, mihente dot com. And you could like like people's profile and you could put like, oh, I like you or like I'd like to marry you. Or, like you could flirt with people on mihente dot com. So, yeah, I did that <laughs> when I was single and I did like MySpace, you know, ha- hopping in uh, to the messages and things like that. But aside from that, I met everyone basically, um, in person. I met you at the club or I met you, you know, in the streets. So I met you on my way to work or I met you, uh, wait, dad, should I say church? Should I meet anyone in church? Should I probably met people in church? I mean, <laughs> it's, it was a lot of dating back then. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but, but, um, like I said, you know, I know that it might seem that I am biased in the fact that I was not a part of the online dating scene, but I still feel that no matter what you are and what you're being presented with, you have to evolve with the way that the world evolves. And if the only way, and especially during a pandemic, how else are you meeting people when everything was shut down? How else are you meeting people when everything else was shut down? I mean, hello, dating apps sliding into people's dms hopping on lives did anyone see like all the lives that were going on on social media where everyone was hopping on and talking to each other and the messages and everything like you gotta get it how you could get it and that's just how it is and some people are just so stuck and wanting some type of whatever their idea of traditional is 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 what keeps them stuck so you've got to be able to evolve. You know how many people that I know personally have met through social media and are happy? So it's like you've got to be able to evolve. You know, if you like someone, listen, the answer is always no unless you ask. Uh, because that person might surprise you and be like, yo, yeah, I do. I'm feeling you too. Or, you know, I like you. Or, yeah, I would love to get to know you. But I think the most important thing is being honest about why you're doing things, what your intentions are. Why are you sending me a drink after you don't send every mofo in here a drink? I just want to know, what was the reason? What was the reason? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, have the freaking conversation. And I feel like if people had the conversation, it would be so 
much easier to you know meet people and not be so restricted and i feel like if you've been if you've been single for a long time something's wrong with you like you've got to turn that shit inward and be like god damn what the hell am i doing wrong because it can't be that everybody out here you know and i can't find that one person to click with or even to have a toxic relationship with at least (laughs) no 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 guys remember you gotta listen to it eight signs that you're in a toxic relationship we're not doing toxic in 2022 Okay, we're not doing toxic. We live in our best lives. We're, you know, we're not living, we're not doing toxic relationships, you know? Um, so let me, let me, let me double back on that. All right. No toxicness, no toxicities. Okay. And if you feel like you get into something toxic, listen to the podcast episode, eight signs that you are in a toxic relationship. Okay. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is that it pains me to see I have so many beautiful women peers. I feel like I should have like my own dating app set up for them. Be like, yo, date this person. She is fantastic. But she has been burned so many times that she does not trust, uh, you know, what some of these guys are saying. And even guys too. guys, they deal with the same thing. A lot of guys like, listen, these girls, they only want one thing or they, you know, they just want to have fun and they just want me to spend money and just have fun with me. And they're not serious. They want to be out in the streets. Listen, if you are honest and if you are, uh, listen, if you are an honest dude and you are what you're doing, what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to attract good quality women. If you are a great person as a woman, you're going to attract good quality men. So that's why I say if you have been single for a long time, focus on what it is that you want. Because that definitely helped me narrow down whether or not I was going to be with my husband. Because I decided midway through, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to tolerate dealing with this type of anything anymore. So whoever I wind up being with has to be able to display certain qualities. And when I told him those things that I wanted out of a man, and I was upfront and honest with him. Because, hey, I'm not perfect myself. I'm crazy. I'm wild. I do the craziest things. I really don't care about repercussions. Um, You know, this was back then, you know, when we were deciding what we were going to do long term. And he was still willing to give it a go. He really wanted to take a chance on me because obviously I'm me. I'm Jesse. And, you know, Jesse be Jesse. And it's really hard to get away from someone like me when I have such an infectious attitude and a spontaneity about me to begin with. So... I think that once you decide as a person what you want in life and you only make decisions based on that, you'll attract the kind of person that you want to be sending you a drink. You'll attract the kind of person that you want to send a drink to. So I think that instead of inhibiting yourself and I'm not saying to let everybody in, but what I'm saying is when you get so comfortable in yourself and you can sit in your power and say, I'm not going to allow just any type of person to take up my time, but I'm also going to allow myself to get to know people and see what they can bring to the table and also show what I can bring to the table because it is definitely 100-100, not 50-50. So I really would love some feedback on this topic. I really would love to know what people think about the idea of being like that gentleman at a bar and sending people a drink, but also being like that woman at the bar and questioning, well, why are you sending everyone a drink? You know, what's the backstory? 
you know? And I think that if you open up yourself up to having conversations with people about why things are the way that they freaking are, that it would help you better navigate how to get to where you want to be when it comes to relationships. I know that there's a broader topic discussion that needs to be had regarding buying you a drink. <laughs> but I think the conversation starts with, you know, sending them a drink and why. And, you know, guys, I definitely am a hardcore person and it took me a long time to love love and it took me a long time to become a lover and not a fighter um and to not be so damn toxic but that was because of my own insecurities and my own trust issues once i let those things go my my life completely changed totally when it came to the t- the quality of men that i met the quality of men that i was you know even allowing in my space in my sphere um it even changed friendships it it just did so much when and i think that this applies to men women they them however you identify as a person i think that once you know what you want and you see the role that you play in your own um dysfunctionality in, in your own happiness in your own undoing in your own redoing i think that's when you'll attract and you'll manifest. And I always talk about manifesting on different topic um, podcast episodes, but it's only then that you'll able you'll be able to manifest the type of partner that you want. And it's crazy because I know that there are so many people out there who are looking for that one thing, that love, that that security that being in a stable relationship brings. There's that warmth that you get from being in a stable relationship it's kind of like going back home right it's kind of like you know when you get home you know especially if you are a single person and you see your parents and you have a great relationship with them and the house it smells a kind of way right and everything smells a kind of way and everything's where it's usually supposed to be there's a sense of familiarity right The, the food is cooking on the stove uh, you know, your favorite things are where they're supposed to be. Um, you know, everything's in its place. Hopefully you're not a hoarder. <laughs> uh, but there's there's a there's a, 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 a sacred stability and security that comes with having that feeling of home. And I think that being in a relationship with someone that you wholeheartedly care about and we're not going to talk about the ups and downs today right we're not going to talk about how relationships get hard when you're in them that's a whole nother topic but f- having that bond with someone there is a sense of familiarity there is a sense of being home that is just unmatched it's just unmatched like it doesn't matter if you have children you know some people say some woman that i've spoken to oh i got my kid you know i'm good i don't need nothing else you know i have that that love from that is not the kind of love that is going to sustain you the way your significant other, your ride or die, you know? And listen, I'm sure some people feel like, oh, I don't need to be in a relationship. I don't need, I don't need, I don't need. But there's just that wanting, that longing, that 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 sense of being at home with someone that to me, in my opinion, is unmatched. So I implore you to please, the summer is coming and the summer is hot. All right. 
So if you see something out there that you like, I want you to send them a drink, buy them a drink, or accept their drink. And if that's what you would not usually do, I want you to ask that person why they sent you a drink. And I hope that if you're listening to this, you understand how much I understand the complexity that being in a relationship is and that I understand how hard it can be to find that stability and to, to, to let go and to trust that what you're doing is the right thing. That's why I say get really deep and really start trusting yourself and then trust your intuition and you will not second guess where you're going when it comes to manifesting and attracting that person who is going to either buy you a drink or you're going to send them a drink. And I want to hear about success stories. I want you to tell me how changing the idea of buying you a drink or sending them a drink, changing what you normally would think about that, how it's manifested in your life. I want to hear. Hit me up this summer. Summer's hot. You know, I, I love the summertime. I'm a winter baby. And everyone's like, oh, you must love. No, I do not love the winter. Okay. I am a, I, I should have been born in the summer. I love the summer. I love to look good. I love to feel good. And in the summertime, I'm even more focused on, on doing that. So please hit me up. You can find me on social media at Jesse the Realtor. We are midway through the season. We have some more real estate topics coming up. Uh, you do know that I end the season at 22 episodes. Um, so just stay tuned for more content. I love you guys and I want you guys to manifest, um, you know, having that summer fling or that summer loving and hopefully locking it down for the winter, <laughs> for the coming fall, right? But getting, you know, getting your summer loving ready for the, for the cuffing season that comes afterwards. So cuffing season will be in full effect um, after summer fun and summer love. Um, and, or maybe you're in a spring love, who knows, but summer loving is definitely on its way. So, um, big shout out to you guys. I cannot wait to bring you more content. Reach out to me at Jesse V Realtor and please consider supporting this, um, podcast. There's a link in the bio where you can, uh, donate to the podcast to sustain future episodes. And as always, bye. Remember, challenge yourself to become the person you want to become. Stretch and be ready to fail. Always remember that the right people will value you in the right way. Practice humility. And when you make room to speak about what exists in the present, you no longer have time for the past. Live your life purposefully and with intention. Manifest. Stay blessed. Till next time subscribe, leave a message, leave a review. And as always, I thank you.